Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like, are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the sets of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So, Kristen, you set them up, right? Yeah. And you were in an independent film with them? It was 12 years ago. Oh, yeah, I saw it. And you kissed in that independent film? What? Yeah. I didn't know this. Is he dead? Is he dead? So I'm okay. Did it go any further? Oh no. my Did it go any God. further? We are the most incestuous group ever. <laughs> we made it. Oh my God, I'm so proud of all of us for getting through this season of Vanderpump Rolls. We did it, kids. We all deserve pats on the back. We deserve cigarettes. I need a pack of Marlboro Lights. Those are cigarettes, right? I need one. I need to smoke a doobie. I need it all because I am exhausted. This season was dramatic, exciting, uneven invigorating, slow. It was all of those adjectives and more. And look, we learned that Kristen and Bo, they were in a movie together, 
if we would have given up, we would have never found this little bit of information out that Kristen and Bo were in a fucking movie together. They were in an independent film together called The Loneliness of Long Distance Dreamer. Is that what it was? The Loneliness of the Long Distance Dreamer? Like, what a fucking long title. It sounds like something that would go on one of those shirts, one of those James May shirts, you know, that have the sayings that don't make any fucking sense. (laughs) I love my Kristen, but remember when she, her initial run of those James May shirts just said things that didn't make any goddamn sense. It was like, you is home. (laughs) Didn't make any sense. That's like the title of their independent film. Loneliness of the Long Distance Dreamer. It's too long. That's maybe why it didn't get a wide release. I'm no production expert, but I would guess maybe they should have shortened the title. Something something cleaner. But what do I know? Anyway, the point is, if we would have given up, we would have never gotten that great bit of information, that scene from part three of the reunion of just Bo and Kristen acting alongside of each other, making out. Making out. I need the whole movie. I need to see it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to find it on iTunes or wherever it premiered. I don't know where. It probably premiered on the back of a Lucky Charms box. I don't know. I don't think it got a wide release, but I'm sure it's somewhere that we can find it, and I need to find it. This episode, again, it was dramatic, exhausting. Ken came out at the end. He looked like he was filming a scene from Still Alice. Did you guys see that movie with uh, Julianne Moore? (laughs) He looked so lost. Ken looked so lost. He just came out on the stage holding that dog. And he was like turning around. His back was to us at certain points. It was like, is he on Vanderpump Rules or is he filming a scene from Still Alice? I'm not sure. But the point is, Ken came out. I don't know why we had him come out. I don't know why we need him. I understand Peter coming out with the drinks. But Ken, like, doesn't Ken have something else to do? And again, the dog shouldn't be working three parts of a reunion. We saw the dog the first episode of the reunion. We don't need the dog through all three parts. That poor dog had to sit backstage with Ken, just sleeping in the green room. And then they, you know, Ken had to come out. He Ken didn't even know where he was, you guys. He was looking around, and I swear, rewind the tape. He didn't know where he was. He was so confused. He was so lost. That dog knew where the, the dog knew where he was more than Ken. Ken was just, like, looking up and down. He's like, who are these people? Where am I? And, you know, I'm hard on Ken, but he needs a nap. He needs to get off camera. You know, the restaurants probably need you. I don't know. I'm sure Villablanca could use an extra hand. Maybe he should be there. He wasn't a main cast member. Why do they keep wheeling him out? I don't need to see him enough. Anyway, you guys, this show, I don't know where we go for next for next season. There's a lot of James stuff we'll talk about in a minute. We're going to go through this last part of the reunion, but I don't know where we go. I think we need to split off now. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to split off probably after next season, and I think there'll be two shows. But for now, I think next season is going to be a weird season. It's going to be a very big transitional season, because at this point, half the cast is moving into these big, huge houses. They're not really working there anymore. We need to get some fresh blood in there, and I hope that they do split off very soon. I wish it was happening next season because it seems like the logical production time to do that. But I think we need to have the old cast. I'll still watch them. I'll still watch them getting married, having kids, whatever. I will watch it. I know a lot of us like to say, like, we're not going to watch that, but I would watch it. Fuck that. Like, I want to watch them. Because I still think they'll be messy enough. They'll be messy in, like, a more suburban, domestic way, which I would be excited to watch. But I still need some messy young servers. So, like, let's have Vanderpump Rules with, like, new, young, messy servers. And then let's have the old cast just do, you know, whatever in the valley. Like, let's see them raising kids, having babies, getting married, doing all that stuff. Going to Home Depot. I'd love to see my Tommy, Tom Sandoval, at a Home Depot. Wouldn't you? And I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be messy. I mean, I could just imagine Brit and Jacks in the valley. Like, that's not, that's going to be some... There's going to be some stuff there, you guys. There's going to be some stuff to watch. 
So I want that show, and then I want the young newbies, which I hope that they'll have some LGBT people. You know, I think the the show needs some LGBT representation. All we had was Billy Lee, and quite frankly, I felt like Billy Lee got the shaft last week. I mean, Billy Lee was out for five minutes, and then everyone kind of was, I didn't like the way Billy Lee was treated last week. And so we need some other LGBT representation. That's what I think. And, you know, there is another place that I think we need some more LGBT representation. I want to take a little detour here. And this detour involves an actual detour because I was driving and I got pulled over. So let me just take you back to last Saturday. Now, last Saturday morning, I woke up. This has nothing to do with Vanderpump Rules, by the way. I'm just taking a little detour. So settle on in. (laughs) I woke up Saturday morning and I woke up on the right side of the bed. You know, I told you a few weeks ago I was on the brim. I've been dealing with a lot of extra work stress for some projects that I'll hopefully be able to tell you guys about soon. But I had been dealing with some work stress, but this past Saturday, I woke up on the right side of the bed. I was like so happy, so joyful. And I was meeting my friend in the late morning, my friend Nick, for a workout class at Barry's Boot Camp. So I woke up on the right side of the bed. And that morning, I went on my computer and I had my coffee and I was on YouTube. I got in a YouTube spiral and I started watching clips of the movie Father of the Bride. And you know, it's one of my favorite movies. And Martin Short gives what I think is one of the greatest comedic performances of all time as Frank Egelhofer. Remember Frank? He's like, mother and daughter are pregnant together? Get out of town! (laughs) I love my Frank, you guys. One of the greatest performances of our time, truly. So I'm watching all of these Frank scenes. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted like a Frank meme. And I was just in that mindset. And Frank put me in a good mood. If you want to be in a good mood for the whole day, just before you go to work, watch Frank scenes on YouTube, and I swear you'll be in the best fucking mood. So I'm watching all these scenes. That's where my head space is. And then I get in my car to go to this workout class, and it was kind of far away, but I needed a tough workout. It's been a while. I'm trying to get back in shape, blah, blah, blah. But so I had also gotten these like energy gummies, which I had never taken before. There are these energy gummies, and I thought, I'm going to need one because this is a tough workout class. So Right before I leave, I take a couple of these energy gummies. Now, I had no idea how much energy they would give me. Turns out, quite a bit. But so I'm driving, and there's all these this construction in Hollywood. So I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, and there's like this detour that takes me to Sunset. Then I get to Sunset, and there's this other detour. And I'm like so fucking confused. And I'm like trying to text my friend, and I'm so fucking hyper. Like I was like hyper. I was hyper. You guys, it's like, if you think I'm hyper when I record this podcast, like I was very hyper. Anyway. And I'm singing because I'm so hyper. I got the music blaring. I was listening to, (laughs) I was listening to What's Your Fantasy, you know, the female version of it. You know, I think it's like Trina, the female version of What's Your Fantasy by Ludacris. So anyway, I'm like rapping that alone in my car. And as I'm rapping What's Your Fantasy, I see the cop car come behind me, the lights go on, and he has me pull over. So I pull over and I, I'm scared of police officers and I was just like very nervous. I haven't been pulled over in a hundred years. I'm a terrible driver. I've said that before. I'm a terrible driver, but I haven't been pulled over in a while. So like I always say, if you see me driving on the road, drive the other way because I'm not a good driver. But this time I wasn't driving bad. I had just gotten my phone out to see if, to text my friend to say, Hey, I'm running late to the class. And then I was also going to look in Google Maps to find how, how to get there with the detour. Whatever, I got pulled over. You're not in California, you're not allowed to have your cell phone out. So I get pulled over and I'm so nervous. And I'm thinking, like, oh my God, I can't get a ticket. I haven't had a ticket in a while. I don't want a ticket and I don't want to deal with the police, the you know, all of that. So the police officer comes to the car and I'm shaking, you guys, I'm shaking. And he goes, 
uh, you know, you had your cell phone out. And I was like, I'm so sorry, officer, there's all these detours. I said, I'm trying to figure out the directions on how to get to the gym because I don't know how to get there with these detours. And he said, you were also moving your head a lot. And I go, oh, I'm sorry, I was doing some bad rapping. That's what I said, some bad rapping. What the officer doesn't know is that I was listening to Jennifer Love Hewitt's Bare Naked right before I was listening to the rap, but that's neither here nor there. So then the police officer says, I haven't done any bad rapping since Christmas. He says, I haven't done any bad rapping since Christmas. Now keep in mind, he's a police officer, he's got the big aviators on, and he didn't even like, he didn't say it with a smile. Now I took it to men, he was talking about gift wrapping, like making a little joke. But I thought, oh my God, we have a rapport. I thought, okay, we have a rapport. You know, when I saw the police lights go on, my ass clenched, my butthole clenched. And as soon as he made this little Christmas joke, I thought, okay, I can relax now. My asshole just like loosened up and I was good to go. So then he's like, can I see your license and registration? I'm thinking, okay, we're fine. We got a rapport. Him and I, we have like a, we're like a comedic duo at this point. We're like Laurel and Hardy or fucking, uh, I don't know, Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler. But I'm relaxed a little bit, but my hands are still shaking because of the energy gummies and the nerves are still there. So I'm shaking a little bit. He's like, get out your license, registration, and insurance. If I get my license out quickly, I get my registration out quickly. And then my insurance, I'm like looking through my glove compartment because I have all the old insurances. Like I haven't been pulled over in so long. So I haven't seen the insurance in a while. Like I just shove it in my glove compartment and my car is a fucking mess. So I'm pulling it all out. I'm looking. I find like an old insurance thing from 2009. I find 2011. I find 2015. I'm looking, looking, looking through all these old papers to try to find my current insurance. I finally find it. And I'm thinking we have a comedic rapport. And keep in mind, I have Frank in my head. So I finally, out of all these papers, I finally find the current insurance. And I go, hello. In retrospect, should I have said that? Should I have said it? No. But I, sh- I shout it. I go, hello! Just like Frank would have done in Father of the Bride. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I thought him and I had a rapport. I thought maybe he'd get the nuance. Uh-oh, hello! He did not understand that nuance. And I would like to call on more LGBT and females to be in the police force, because I think if that was a female police officer or a gay police officer, I think he would have gotten the nuance. You know what I'm saying? And then I think he would have been like, oh, that's a good franc, and he would have let me go. But instead, I just was shouting, hello! And then (laughs) he was looking at me like I was fucking nuts. Like, it was like, now he was like ready to write a ticket. Now he's like, okay, that's, you know, we've had enough. Like, there was no more laughs in this relationship. He was like ready to take me into the police station, to be honest. He's like, what's this guy on? (laughs) And I didn't tell him I was on like energy gummies. But I could tell in his head he was thinking, like, this guy's, like, on drugs. Like, he's on drugs. He's on, you know, cocaine or Adderall or whatever one of those drugs are. He was like, this, that's what this guy is. Because I just shouted. Like, I shouted. I found this paper. And I just shouted, hello! <laughs> I swear he looked at me like, what the fuck? He for sure has never seen Father of the Bride, which is another issue. That's it. I should have written him up. <laughs> I should have given him a ticket and said, you need to watch Father of the Bride, both of them, part one and two. Mother and daughter are pregnant together? Get out of town! I don't know for sure that he was straight. Maybe he sucked a dick once in a while. But I think that he was straight because he didn't seem to understand this Frank impression. And you guys just heard it. I think it's pretty good. Like, it's maybe not perfect, but... I thought it was pretty good. Like, a gay or a woman, they would have been like, oh my god, no ticket for you, Daniel. Like, we'll let you go with a warning. 
with this guy. This guy was like, nope, writing you up. You gave me that ticket, and now I gotta pay a ticket. Now I gotta pay the fine. And again, I need to go to court, and I need to complain about this officer, because he's never seen Father of the Bride. And that's an issue. I don't want my tax money going to police officers who've never seen Father of the Bride. I will not let Uncle Sam take my money and uh, give it to people who have never seen Father of the Bride. I draw the line. Enough is enough. (laughs) Taylor Armstrong, enough. Anyway, I ended up making it to the workout class 15 minutes late, which was good because it was a hard class, so I had 15 minutes less. But we need more LGBT representation, both in the police officer force and on Vanderpump Rules. That's the point of this story. Anyway, let's get back to this episode. I'm sorry for that detour. I love you all. Uh, Please don't write me a bad review. Anyway, the point is, we open on everyone versus James. Again, everyone's going after James. Kristen and Katie are going very hard on James. James leaves and LVPS, she's going to get up to go talk to James. She yells at Kristen. And then Kristen apologizes to Andy. And Andy's like, look, you've been chiming in every fucking time I ask a question. And I'm starting to turn on Kristen. You guys know I love Kristen, but I was really starting to turn on her at this episode. It was just a little bit too much. Then we see LVP talking to James backstage. And while they're backstage, we go into this conversation about how everyone hates Katie how the fan bases hate Katie. And Stassi agrees. She says they do all hate Katie. And she's like, I think, is that my best friend? And let me tell you something. When I had Katie on the podcast, I was shocked. I think I mentioned this before. I was shocked at how many messages I got. I know that these people are divisive, but it was it was like an aggressive amount that I was getting of hate online just for having her on the podcast. And I'm like, did she kill a baby or something? Like, what happened that everyone hates her so much? And I know she didn't look good this this whole reunion, I said that before, but it, there's like this, in, it's not even just like a little bit, it's like this intense hatred. And I don't really, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But then James comes back. Andy talks about Lala's anxiety. Lala says her anxiety was driven by alcohol. And I learned this recently. Alcohol does cause anxiety. I get very bad hangover anxiety. I do get anxiety other times too. But when I'm hungover, it's like, that's why I don't even want to drink anymore. Because I get that really bad anxiety feeling. And apparently it's a real thing because the alcohol messes with like your levels of whatever. I don't know the science, but it messes with your levels. So then when you wake up, the levels try to level out, but they can't right away. So that next day after you drink, you get anxiety. It's a real thing. So I do get that. And then Sheena says that everyone was up Lala's ass. And Sheena was right, you guys. Sheena's coming out of this reunion looking good, I think. And I think Sheena's had overall an okay season. She was the one providing all the laughs and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I was really liking Sheena this reunion. But she was right when she said that everyone was up Lala's ass. And then Andy. Did you guys catch Andy said the word controversy? He said controversy. I didn't understand why the fuck he was saying it like that. Controversy? Why? I didn't understand. And then Andy calls out Schwartz for inviting James to Mexico. And Ariana had said in the episode that Sandoval takes the blame. Sandoval, my Tommy, takes the blame for everything when it comes to the two Toms. And we saw this in the episode. And if you recall, when Ariana was on the podcast, she said that she asked producers to play the footage of Tom Schwartz asking James to go to Mexico because she wanted to prove that it was like Schwartz that asked him. And look, Sandoval does take the blame for everything. I think Schwartz wiggles his way out of all the stuff. And quite frankly, I think some of the anger that's geared towards Katie, I'm not saying all of it, but some of it I feel like should be geared towards Schwartz. At a certain point, it's like, he's the husband, and he just wiggles his way out of everything. 
So Katie's the bad guy, and Tom Sandoval's the bad guy. Have you noticed this? It's a pattern. I'm not saying Tom Sandoval, my Tommy, and Katie don't do bad things. That's not what I'm saying. They've both been awful in the past. But I think Schwartz has given the blame, has redirected the blame to those two in such a way that we're all being bamboozled, and we all need to open our eyes. We need to open our eyes. And Andy calls him out, but we, you know, Schwartz is a lovable rascal, but we need to open our eyes because we're all being bamboozled. Then James talks about all the trips he's been on. And he said when he went to Mexico, that made him an international DJ. And he said it was all happening. So this was our first reference to Sheena's tattoo. I want us to all think about that. It was a reference to Sheena's tattoo. James said it was all happening. Kristen, later in the episode, referenced Sheena's tattoo as well. And I would just like to say Sheena was ahead of her time getting that tattoo because now the entire cast is using her catchphrase. Now that is some flawless catchphrase work. Sheena, five stars for you. Moving on. Just- oh, my Siri's talking to me. Excuse me. These robots. I hate these fucking robots in my house. God damn it. They're literally haunting me. These robots, the series of the Lexas, they all haunt me. Okay, shh. Siri, stop. Leave me the fuck alone. Then... Um, Andy asked Tom about Katie. So he asked Tom Schwartz about Katie. And then Schwartz. Siri, stop. Oh my God, you guys. I'm going to freak out. I'm already on the brim of freaking out. I'm going to freak out. Anyway, then where were we at? Oh, Schwartz throws Katie under the bus. They show footage of Katie saying awful things to everyone in the cast. So again, Katie's not innocent. I'm not saying Katie's innocent. She said some terrible things. She's talked about Tom's dick quite a bit. Andy even says about the dick thing. He says, do you think it's okay that one of your go-to things is to complain about his dick? Which is really making it worse when you think about it. I mean, because Andy's thinking like, at a certain point, Schwartz's dick's not going to work because we keep talking about it. And it's like, well, Andy, you're the one to bring it up at the reunion. So you're part of the problem, really. And then Schwartz says he has a nice old-fashioned dick. He has a nice old-fashioned dick, and he almost shows us, and I wish he would have. I think we all deserve to see it. You know, we've been with these people for so long, I feel like we deserve to see it. And so hopefully next season or at some point we'll get to see it. I think it's only fair uh, for all of us viewers who have been with them since the beginning. We deserve it. We deserve to know the truth. Then we know, then, <laughs> then Bo comes out. And right when Bo comes out, Andy says, I want to run through the behavior of some of Stasi's exes. Andy's so fucking messy, you guys. He's so messy. Think about that line. I want to run through the behavior of some of Stasi's exes. <laughs> Meanwhile, one of the exes is sitting right there. Jax is sitting right there. <laughs> oh, I want to say about Stasi. I like that LVP likes Stasi again. I like them getting along, and LVP seems to really like her again, and I like that dynamic. So then Bo said he didn't watch the show before dating Stasi, but then he watched the pilot before dating, which I believe it to be a lie. I think anyone who says they don't watch these shows when they're dating someone or when a, like when a housewife comes on the show and they're like, I've never watched the show before. I'm like, bullshit, you watched it. Why would you not watch it? As soon as you got the paperwork, you should say, hey, I'm going to watch the show. Like, as soon as Bo was asked to be on camera, he should have looked it up. I mean, it's only in the smart thing to do because if you're a working professional, why would you not watch the show you're about to be on? Because other, what if it was like a fucking mess of a show, which this show is, but it's like... What if it was something that could impact your professional relationships? You have to watch the show to see what it is to ensure that it's not going to impact your professional relationships. And Bo has another gig, I believe. So I feel like it was important for him to watch it. 
not only that, but also this show has been profiled in like Vanity Fair. They've done, they're up for awards at the MTV Movie Awards and shit. It's like, this is a cultural phenomenon. The excuse, like, I've never watched the show is bullshit. And I feel like Bo really did watch the whole show, but maybe he didn't want to admit that. That's my POV. Then, um, let's see. Kristen, oh, this was good. This was good. So Andy said, Kristen, you were in an independent film with Bo, and that was that independent film, which I need to see more of. Wow. Wow, Bethany, wow. Then Kristen was being really annoying. She kept chiming in. And there was this thing we were talking about Stasi in Mexico, how she wouldn't get up on the higher stage because she had spanks on. And she's like, look, I was just embarrassed because I had a hole in my spanks for my puss. And I didn't want to get up on the stage so everyone could see it, which is a completely reasonable explanation. She had a hole in her puss. She didn't want everyone to see it. You know, she wanted to keep that at PG-13. And if she would have gotten on the riser, the whole cr- club would have seen it. Or hoo-ha. So, of course, she didn't want to show off her Meredith Grey to the entire club of people who was in this Mexico club. So the fact is, she was just embarrassed. And Kristen kept saying, no, you don't. And, but Kristen was like telling her how she felt. And it's like, no, Kristen, stop. Stop it. She kept chiming in. And it was like, enough is enough, Kristen. And now, you know, I love my Kristen. Stasi said she stopped taking Adderall. And I want to know more about this. I feel like Stasi's the only one who this show is recognizing takes Adderall. And maybe it was because Stasi had like a prescription or something. But I think we need to get into this Adderall situation amongst all of these shows on this network. I'm not saying they all take Adderall, but I'm saying I feel that maybe there's more drug use going on than we're aware of, and I would just like some more transparency. Maybe I'm, maybe the transparency is that no one takes anything. Maybe that's the truth. But I feel like maybe that's not the truth, and I would like to know more. Then we find out Stasi and Dana are talking, her mom. I want all the moms back next season. Remember that that episode where all the moms were on? Wow, I want more of that. Dana was a star. She was also a monster, but I need more of her on TV. I loved all the other moms. I want more of Katie's mom. I want more of Kristen's mom. All the moms I want on the show. And more of the moms. I want to see Sandoval's mom. I want to see... Do you guys know Sandoval's mom is like... She's a retired firefighter. Like, what a badass woman. Like, she's a retired firefighter from St. Louis. Like, I would love to see her on the show. That's a badass woman. She was, like, firefighter of the year. Like, the first female firefighter of the year for, like, St. Louis County. I I don't remember what it was. But if you look it up online, that's, like, a badass chick. I need to see more of her. It's a big deal. Then we cut to... Oh, I want to say about Stassi and Dana. They said they made up, and I was crying. Like, fetal position crying. I was like, oh my god, I'm so happy they made up. <laughs> like, oh, thank god. They did it. We did it. <laughs> you know, whenever something happens with these people, it's like, even if you hate them, it's still, we feel so such a connection to these people. We've been in their lives for so long. So it was like, I was so happy that Stasi was talking to her mother again. I was just like, like tear in my eye. I'm like, oh, thank god. They made up. Then uh, we talk about Guy's Night, which was boring. Jack said he was worried when the girls showed up in that hotel room. He wanted to call Brittany ahead of time. Brittany said, I will light those balls on fire. I'll light those balls on fire. Don't talk about my family. Brittany was a little bit more restrained this episode, which I think was good because we were all starting to turn on Brittany when she was so aggressive the past two weeks. Then we talk about Kristen and Solvang, which was totally iconic. Kristen and Solvang falling that fall. I mean, come on. 
One of my favorite moments of the whole season was that fall Kristen did in Solving. And then when she was that drunk and she tried to take the tray of the waters and she tried to walk him back to the table, I was on the edge of my seat. I've never had such dramatic tension. Still Alice wishes. <laughs> still, still Alice, that movie wishes it had the same kind of dramatic tension, that, that scene where Kristen was drunk trying to hold a bunch of waters. Well, you know, that kind of energy. Still Alice witches. If you've never seen Still Alice 2, I just encourage you to go see it. But that's neither here nor there. That was It came out a few years ago. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about that. Anyway, then, um, let's see. Kristen said it affects her when James is DJing. James says she needs to get the fuck over it. She says, J- James says, she is obsessed with me. She's obsessed with me. And look, I can see why James would think that. Because Kristen did lose it in Solvang when she found out about James. And it was like... Get over it, Kristen. And it must be hard to get over when you're in a cast with your ex. The fact that Kristen and Tom Sandoval have such a good relationship now is truly a testament because to the two of them, because I imagine it being so hard to be with an ex who you had like a very tumultuous breakup with. Like Sandoval and Kristen had a very tumultuous breakup, yet they're still able to film together and now they're sort of friends, which I mean, we've come a long way. And I wonder if we could get to that point with James and Kristen. I wonder and I hope. I hope hope we can. But Kristen, she cries about Carter. Kristen needs to go to therapy. I hope she's in therapy. And by the way, I think everyone needs to go to therapy. It's just one of the things that I was told to me was that if you're burdening your friends constantly with either your relationship or your job stress or whatever it is, if you're talking about that stuff more than you're having fun with your friends. So not to say that you can't talk, not to say that you can't vent to some friends and say, I had a tough day at work, or my relationship's going through a tough time. But when it becomes your entire relationship with your friends, when every time you're with your friends, you're burdening them with your personal issues, then that's when you need to go see a therapist because you need to work through those issues so that when you see your friends, you can also be there for them and Again, you could still rely on them, or you could still burden them with some of the information, or you could still tell them when you're having a tough day or whatever, if you need their help getting through a situation. But it shouldn't be 100% of the time and 100% of the relationship with your friends. And it seems like what Katie and Stasi were saying, and even Kristen seemed to admitting it, was that the whole time she's with Katie and Stasi, she's talking about Carter, and that's not a good thing. And then... Uh, Look, Katie said, I never said to break up with them. She said, (laughs) Kristen was like, Katie, you told me to break up with them. Katie's like, I never said to break up with them. Then the editors flash back to Katie telling Kristen to break up with them. (laughs) I love when the editors are shady. Oh my God, you guys. I love it. They've been doing it on New York a lot with Ramona, and it's just so funny. It never will fail to make me laugh. Literally, Katie said, I never said to break up with them. And then within seconds, we were in a flashback scene. Seconds. They didn't skip a beat. The producers, the editors did not skip a fucking beat. They just flashed back. And we saw Katie telling Kristen to get the fuck out. (laughs) Ah, it was good. It was good. Then Andy says back on the reunion stage, you said on the show, if you ever were to get married, it would be to Carter. Kristen said, I stand by that. Now keep in mind, they're broken up, you guys. They're broken up. And she said, I stand by that. That's troublesome. That's troublesome. We need a Kristen to get out. And apparently Carter's still living with Kristen because the dog got mauled by a pit bull. What the fuck happened? Where's that footage? Where's that exciting footage? We need to see it. I need to see them reacting to the dog getting mauled by a pit bull. I need to see everything that happened there. And I hope the dog's okay. Prayers for the dog. 
But that's the dog we should bring in uh, on the reunion stage. I mean, fuck LVP's dog. We need to get uh, Kristen's dog out on that stage for a segment. I need to know how that dog was. He got mauled by a pit bull. He's seen it. He's seen it all. Jiggy certainly hasn't been mauled by a pit bull or one of those other dogs with alopecia that LVP has. Like, let's get a dog that's been through something on the reunion stage. A dog who's seen things. That's the dog I want to hear from. Not LVP's dogs who are wearing tuxes and going to movie premieres. I mean, I want to see a dog who's been through some shit. Kristen's dog's been through it all. And that's the dog we need to hear from. That's the dog that should have came out with Peter and Ken. <laughs> Again, Ken didn't know he came out, but he did come out at the end with a dog. And quite frankly, it should have been Kristen's dog. So Carter's still living with him. And that's, ugh, Kristen was crying. Tom and Ariana sort of rolled their eyes, which made me laugh. And then Kristen says, Stasi's tough love doesn't work for her. She says, I stay home and I cry. And she's shouting this and she's crying through Botox, which is my favorite type of cry. <laughs> Kristen was crying through the Botox. I mean, it was like the tears were coming out of every different pore. It were, they weren't coming out her eyes. It was just like kind of coming out of wherever they could find a way out. <laughs> Those tear ducts have shifted and the tears are just coming out wherever they can. And Kristen was crying through the Botox saying, your type of love doesn't work for me, she said to Katie and Stassi. Kristen really was losing it this episode. She was losing it. And Katie says, look, forgive me for having a fucking opinion on your relationship. She said, you come to me with a relationship all the time. Forgive me for having a fucking opinion about it. And then Kristen responds with, I forgive you. (laughs) You guys, I laugh so hard. I forgive you. Kristen didn't get it. Oh, I love these people. And as much as I'm happy that this show is over at this point, I'm going to miss them terribly. Next week, in two weeks, you guys, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be like, oh, I fucking miss those yahoos. I miss them. I already miss them now. We're recording. I'm like, I miss them now. <laughs> Fuck two weeks. I miss them now. We haven't even been a week without them. And I'm like, God, I miss them. I love these people. Then, let's see. I think, oh, here's the thing. Bo's about to leave. So Bo eventually leaves. And I think we're all a little bit too far up Bo's ass. And I like Bo. I said last week, I saw him at the Countess Luann show, and I liked him there. But I feel like we're all too far up his ass. Do you know what I'm saying? And they even reference it. Stasi, Andy asked Stasi, like, how does it feel to not be, like, the best liked in the relationship? And she said it's tough. And I feel like we aren't giving Stasi enough credit for being a fun human being. And Bo is getting all the credit, and he's looking like some angel. And I'm ready to find out what Bo's dirty little secrets are. I hope it's next season. Anyway, then we cut to Schwartz and Katie fighting. We see some footage of them fighting. Schwartz seemed very scared of Katie. And we talk about this thing of the violin player. Remember when they were in Mexico? And Andy asked like, if they got laid that night. And they both say, no, look, we had Montezuma's revenge. And the whole cast agrees. Jax yelled in the background. He said, we had severe anal leakage. And then Brittany ricocheting off of Jack said, I didn't. So look, what's the truth? Did Brittany have severe anal leakage? She says she didn't, but the whole cast agreed they had Montezuma's revenge. But here's my point. They had that violin player in the room. And do you remember before Katie got there, Schwartz made the violin player go in the toilet room. So she was in that shitter after they had Montezuma's revenge that whole fucking day, that whole trip. And they stuck this poor woman in the shitter room. Do you imagine what it would have smelled like in there? They all had Montezuma's Revenge. Katie and Schwartz both had Montezuma's Revenge in there. That poor violin player had to sit in there for what could have been hours. Who knows how long she was in there. Filming these scenes takes a while. 
So we don't know how long that woman was in there, and I feel bad for her, and justice for the violin player. Justice for her. And also, I hope, um, I don't know what I'm going to say. Anyway, let's move on. Then we talk a little bit about Ariana and Kristen's relationship, and during this segment, I just want to say, I love my Tommy. (laughs) Love my Tommy. Because he, I feel, is the key to this relationship. Because if Tom would have had a hard time with Ariana and Kristen becoming friends, then it never would have happened. But Tommy, my Tommy just lets everything roll off his back. And so I was very happy that Thomas let this relationship flourish because I love both Ariana and Kristen. I was so excited to just see their relationship, you know, float like a mariposa, a butterfly. So that was nice to see. Then we talk a little bit about Brittany's wedding. Brittany says, I knew I'd get married in a castle no matter what. And enough, enough. I'm tired of this wedding. I've turned on Britney this season, and they're spending too much money on the wedding. I'm worried about the funds. This week, it was revealed they're having some tax issues, which everyone on reality TV seems to have tax issues. I hope they got it worked out. But I don't know that we need this huge wedding with 12 bridesmaids. I don't know. I'm over the wedding. And here's the thing. On Bravo, usually weddings do really good ratings. That's why on all these shows, they do the weddings. Like We always see a big buildup to the weddings, because even though we might, as fans get tired of seeing the weddings, the ratings are always through the roof for wedding episodes. And so I know we're going to get a big build-up to Jackson Brittany's wedding next season, but I'm already over it. I'm already over the wedding. It's already too much. I don't want to see it. I don't. I hope, I wonder. I don't know what, I don't know. Next season, I don't know. Apparently the wedding's going to come at the beginning of the season or halfway through, so at least it won't be the whole season. That's the good news. Then. We talk a little bit more about Jax. Jax admits to lying and being a piece of shit. He says he used to carry around a Chanel ad and said it was him. So he used to carry around a Chanel ad in his pocket and would tell people that it was him. What the fuck? Now then we start talking about this Channing Tatum thing. And I believe that I influenced this conversation because when I had Tom Sandoval on my show, I asked him, I said, I remember reading that Jax was in that Jax lived with Channing Tatum. Is that true? And I, it seemed as though I had caught Sandoval off guard. He's like, I don't think that's true. And we talked it through. Sandoval said he doesn't think it's true. Then they talked about it on the show. And I believe that Sandoval referenced it in a pickup shot. So I think it was filmed after my podcast. I believe that. I don't have any proof. <laughs> Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit, probably. But the point is, Now we're talking about it at the reunion. It's become not only a conversation in one of the main episodes, but then it became a conversation at the reunion. And we still don't land anywhere. And we need a statement from Channing. And I love my Channing Tatum, you guys. I love him so, so much. Truly one of my faves. Ever since I saw him in Magic Mike, I mean, come on, those dance moves. Truly, I was wet since I saw that. I was wet since She's the Man. Remember he was in that movie, She's the Man with Amanda Bynes? I mean, come on, he's a beaut. He's a beaut, and I don't care. He's... Maybe not looking as good as he gets older, but I would still do him over almost anyone else. He could sit right on my face, and I'd be happy as a clam. <laughs> happy, as, happy as a clam. And we need a statement from him. We need to know if he watches Vanderpump Rules, is even aware of who Jax is. I would love to talk to Channing Tatum about, about Jax, and I would also love him to sit on my face, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll finish the recap. 
Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Lisa starts talking around Jax being a good human, because we're just talking about Jax at this point. And Jax says, I'm a work in progress. Andy says, you've said that for seven years now, like you always say you're a work in progress. And then Andy says, Lisa compared you to Ken. 
which I was saying it. I was like screaming at the TV. I'm like, that's not a good comparison. <laughs> not a good thing. And then Brittany and Jax were like, yeah, that made me feel good. Brittany's like, that made me feel really good. And Andy had to say, like, that wasn't a compliment. <laughs> that wasn't a good thing. She was saying he's a dirty dog. So really, like, he was insulting. She was insulting you, Jax. But they took it as a good thing. Wow, you guys, Jax and Brittany, like, I don't, especially Brittany, like, I've always loved Brittany so much. So I hope that next season, especially with the wedding uh, storyline, I hope that I don't turn on her anymore because I love my Brit. I do. I love my Brit. I can't help it. So I just hope that next season we get a better Brit. Better Brittany. So then we talked to Sheena about Adam. Why isn't Adam at this reunion? He was such a huge part of the finale. I know he didn't seem to want to be on camera, but I thought he would at least show up at the reunion for this segment. Because he was really, like, him and Shayna were the whole focus of that finale episode. So I'm shocked. Like, this is weird that the whole focus of that last episode of the whole season, the whole build-up, the climax of the season, we don't have that person there. That was weird to me. Then Sheena reveals that she met that hot model on Watch What Happens Live. And they start talking about Sheena's Botox. And Sheena says she looks, what, 26 or something with the Botox? And I actually agree with that. I think Sheena's Botox makes her look young. I do. I know sometimes when she smiles, <laughs> sometimes when she smiles, or maybe when it's fresh, the eyebrows are to the high heavens, but I still think that she looks young with the Botox. And Andy, I've said this on the show before, he always gives these people a hard time about their plastic surgery, their Botox, their upkeep, maintenance, facials, whatever. He always gives them a hard time, and I do not like it. Especially, I don't like when he does it to the housewives, because they'll always be like, what work have you have done? And it's like, let them have the fucking work they want to have done. There's been too many years of us asking these people about their work. And I don't think they should have to say, like, oh, I got Botox, or oh, I got a facelift, or whatever it is. I think we should just leave them be. We can all see it. We don't need to embarrass them, because it's truly just embarrassing these people. They don't want to talk about it. And they're forced to kind of laugh it off, or smile it off. And then, not only that with this one, Andy's like telling Sheena that he disagrees and he doesn't think she looks good with the Botox and he would look, she would look younger without the Botox. And it's like, well, she already did the fucking Botox, so now you're just insulting the way she looks to her face. To me, it was like, I, and Sheena just has to sit there and smile through it because he's her boss and like he's the one running the reunion. And I feel like it's such an asshole thing to do to be like, well, I think that your Botox would look better if you didn't get it. It's like she already got it. Like, she can't do anything about it now, so why are you telling her it looks bad? It's just rude, I think. And I love my Andy. Look, I'm sorry to be hating on our Lord and Savior, but (laughs) I just think it's like this plastic surgery Botox stuff. We need to get rid of it in the reunions, I think. And he always acts like he's so above Botox. He always is pointing out, like, I've never had any Botox, or I've never done anything to my face. And it's like, well, it's okay, that's great. It's great for anyone to make the decisions of what they want to do to their faces. I've never had Botox, but... I shouldn't have to tell everyone every five seconds, five goddamn minutes in the reunions that I've never had Botox, you know, like enough. And I'm not above Botox, too. I will be getting it at some point. FYI. get you. <laughs> when you see my eyebrows to the high heavens, just know that that's probably the Botox. Then, uh, let's see, Sheena and Adam talk about the sex. Sheena said she thought about Adam during the sex with the model. They discussed the penguins. Apparently, Adam loves penguins. And then it's revealed that Adam went down on Sheena, and they all clap. <laughs> was my favorite part. Sheena's like, well, he went down on me the next day. And then the whole stage claps. Erupts in applause. God, I'm going to miss these people. They erupted in applause. 
Then we talk a little bit about Britt's family. Last week, she said, you don't disrespect my family. Don't talk about my family, Tom. My family. <laughs> I don't like Britt's family. I'm tired of Brit's family. Except for Mima. I'm only here for Mima. The rest of them, keep it. I'm not interested. Next season, if I have to watch full episodes of the family of Brit's family, then I'm going to turn off the show. Give me Mima or and nothing. The, all I want is Mima. I don't turn into this show for Brit's family. It's not called Kentucky Rules. And that one episode earlier in the season, or, or it was towards the end of the season, rather, where Brit's family came out, it was like, a spinoff episode. I don't want to see Brit's whole goddamn family on the show. Excuse my language. I apologize. But I don't want them to trick us or to bamboozle us into watching a spinoff show. So then Andy says, Brit, was your family <laughs> was your family offended? I'm going to keep saying family. When Jack said he bought your brother a baby. And that was troublesome when Jack said that. And Jack says, look, I don't have a family. I don't have a mom and dad. Like, he's excusing his behavior because he doesn't have a family. And then Andy correctly says, you do have a family. Like, you have a mother. Your father just passed. But you have a mother, and you've, up until this point in your life, had parents. So that you can't use that as an excuse. Like, you've never knew how families works. Ugh. Anyway, Jax, this makes me sad, you guys. And I felt bad for Jax here. I thought, I feel bad with the mom situation. Jax was crying. I felt bad. And he needs to invite the mom. He needs to reach out. They even say to the camera, Britt says, look, I hope Marie reaches out. Jax cries. Kristen cries. I cried. We all cried together. <laughs> then, while this is happening, one of my favorite moments of the whole reunion was Stassi and James. Did you notice while everyone's on the stage crying, Stassi and James are fighting because James was like on his cell phone. And then Stassi's like, get off your cell phone. And James is like, get off my dick. And I love this relationship. This is a dynamic duo I need to see more of. We didn't see it much during the season, but I'm tired of the Katie and James relationship. I'm tired of the Kristen and James relationship. What I need from the next season is a Stassi and James relationship. I need to see them fighting. I need to see them arguing. More scenes with James and Stassi, because this little firecracker moment at the end of the reunion really brought me to life. So then Brittany says, which she said the whole reunion, he's talking about my family. He's talking about my family, she says about James. And then Andy says to James, why are you talking like that to Brittany? It's not nice. James says, I know it's not nice, Andy. And then LVP says, you're going to lose any support you have. And then James says, is that a threat, Lisa? And I for sure thought they were going to just fire James right here. I thought this was it. Like, I was on that edge of my scene. I thought, this is going to be the end of James. LVP is going to be like, okay, you're fired. Andy's going to say, you're done. James is going to walk off. Or James was going to say, I quit. Because he said, is that a threat, Lisa? I couldn't believe that. So then we get a little update. James says he's going to be traveling the world DJing. I don't know how James comes back from this. I don't know. Andy asks Schwartz about Katie and how everyone hates Katie. And then Schwartz says, uh, suck my classic dick. I would like to see that scene. Then uh, Peter comes out with the dogs, the cocktails, Ken. They all take that blowjob shot. Ken looks lost. They all cheers. My Tommy had it all over his face. Did you notice? He had the drink all over his face. Spilled all over. And it made me laugh. And it was like, good to end on that. I was like, oh, my Tommy. <laughs> that was it. That was the end of the episode, you guys. I, again, am spent. What a season. I'm glad it's done, but I already missed them. And I can't wait for more. Before I let you go, I want to say we do have On the Brim shirts. So if you want an on the brim, I am on the brim of freaking out. 
There's shirts that say, I'm on the brim of freaking out, which <laughs> I'm constantly on the brim. And then we also have enough shirts, like Taylor Armstrong enough shirts, and then also Be- Wow Bethany Wow shirts. If you go to everythingiconic.threadless.com, you can order those shirts. Everythingiconic.threadless.com. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Again, that's patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. And if you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes, one bonus episode a month. More importantly, you help support the show. So thank you to everyone that's over there. And uh, I just put a Vanderpump Rules roundtable about the whole season up there. So check that out. It's fun. It's a 30-minute roundtable about Vanderpump Rules. So I love you all so much for listening. Let's take a little breather. Let's just do, you know, let's do our little breathing exercise to unwind after this wild season. So let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out, and let's just take one more deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Thank you all so much for joining me on this Vanderpump Rules journey. I've had so much fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed the recaps. We're doing Southern Charm and Real Hosses in New York, so please enjoy those. I have some also uh, fun interviews coming up within the next couple Mondays, so I love you all so much for listening. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 
50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. 